of purpose, we'll delve into the profound impact that it has on our overall health, both physically and mentally. It's not just about existing, it's about thriving. Wellness, in its essence, is the art of nourishing our physical and mental health to attain a state of flourishing. So, join us as we navigate this fascinating terrain learning from experts and of course sharing real life stories along the way we'll help you to explore the ongoing journey of purpose and the significance of maintaining a healthy lifestyle and ultimately achieving wellness buckle up your listeners as we set forth for this captivating exploration of purpose and wellness in our continued pursuit of living our best lives guess what it is time to thrive. I am Akila Thompson, your lovely host. You're watching Soul Into Purpose. sip feature and as always you know that this is where we have a wonderful time getting sold into purpose together can you guess what i am having this morning i'll give you a few seconds to think hmm well this morning i am having the nescafe three in one mix please let us know in the comment section what are you having as always, while we take a sip and we get sold into purpose, you know that on this podcast, we cannot do anything without the one who gave us our skills, talents, and capabilities to get sold into purpose. So, you know what time it is, right? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you seeking your guidance and blessings for a life that is filled with purpose and wellness. Help us to understand the unique plan that you have for our lives and grant us the strength to follow that path. In our pursuit of wellness, we ask for a good and healthy body, mind, and soul. Grant us the wisdom to make choices that nurture our well-being and that will allow us to fulfill our purpose here on earth. May our journey be one that is filled with balance, joy, peace, and happiness and help us to find fulfillment in serving others and living a life that is filled with purpose. We offer this prayer to you in faith and these and other unmentioned mercies we ask of you this morning. Amen, amen, and amen. Guess what? Up next, we have the Purpose Zone. And you know how we do it here every Wednesday morning. We step right into the Purpose Zone as you do don't touch that dial. Hi there, I'm Akila Thompson. And if you're just joining us, you are watching the Soul Into Purpose podcast. You are now stepping into the purpose zone. Here, this is where we have a special segment where we take a few minutes just to absorb, connect, as well as look at the knowledge that we need to propel us forward into purpose. This morning, our focus is purpose and wellness. Why is this important? Let me tell you. In today's fast-paced world, the pursuit of purpose and wellness has become more crucial now more than ever. While we often see these two concepts as distinct, they are intricately intertwined. Purpose is the compass that guides our actions and decisions, while wellness is the foundation that sustains our physical and mental health. Living a purpose-driven life provides us with a sense of direction and fulfillment, anchoring our very existence into a deeper meaning. 
It also ignites our passions and drives us to overcome challenges while enhancing our overall well-being. Wellness, on the other hand, let me tell you, we need it because it acts as a part of nurturing our bodies and minds. It's about maintaining a healthy balance in all aspects of life, from nutrition and exercise to stress management and emotional resilience. When we prioritize our wellness, we equip ourselves with the strength and energy needed to pursue our purpose relentlessly because we cannot pursue purpose if we're dead, right? These two factors are like the twin engines of powerful vessels propelling us towards a life filled with meaning and vitality. To explore this synergy further, we'll delve into stories of individuals who have harness the power of purpose to overcome obstacles and achieve well-rounded wellness. Guess what? This is the meaning of purpose and wellness. Up next, we have a wonderful soul story. We have the wonderful Dr. Nicholas Bromley, who is here to take us on a journey of purpose and wellness. You don't, trust me, you don't want to miss it. Stay around. Welcome to another soul story. This is where we provide you with real stories, practical insights, and of course, a wealth of knowledge that you can use to get soul into purpose. We gave you a little hint earlier, but Let's get into the proper introduction. Today, we have a wonderful gentleman, Dr. Nicholas Bromley, who is a highly accomplished physiotherapist here in Jamaica with a rich academic and professional background. He graduated from the University of the West Indies Mona in 2005 with a bachelor's of degree in physiotherapy. He then embarked on a remarkable career at the University Hospital of the West Indies where he owned his expertise in physiotherapy for over a decade. Driven by a passion for advancing in his field, he pursued further education by enrolling in the doctoral physical therapy program at Nova Southern Eastern University in Florida in 2017. During his doctoral studies, Dr. Bromley specialized in manual therapy and in 2019, he successfully completed his program. Today, he stands as a prominent figure in the field of physiotherapy, along with his co-founder, and together they have a private practice called the Rehab Oasis Limited. Not only is he a dedicated practitioner, but he also devotes his efforts to ongoing educational awareness of various health-related topics and issues that helps to create a significant impact on the public health and well-being of Jamaica. Guess what? He loves fitness, he loves cycling, and of course, he loves purpose and wellness. Please, ladies and gentlemen, help me to welcome our very special guest, Dr. Nicholas Bromley, to the Soul Into Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Soul Into Purpose podcast, Dr. Bromley. Hi, Akilia. Thank you for having me. Um, hi, everyone. How are you doing? <laughs> All right, Doc. So we want to touch into purpose and wellness. And we know that you love cycling, as is evident in your background. And we want to touch that a little bit later on. But before Absolutely. we to to that space, take us on the journey of little Nicholas. What were his dreams and aspirations growing up and what led him to this point in time? Wow. Well, um, quite frankly, you know, growing up as a young man, I was born and raised here in Kingston, Jamaica. You know, went to school having my grandmother and mother having backgrounds as teachers. You know, I, I always was taught, to, as most of us were, study my book and ensure that, you know, you get good grades. But um, growing up, you know, I was also encouraged to have a more rounded background, being very active, um, coming up into high school, attending Ulmer's Boys School, 
you know, playing tennis um, from first form all the way through to sixth form, playing for the school as well. You know, it was always a passion of mine to, you know, have a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, um, really and truly, I was groomed by my grandmother and my mother and my family into doing all science subjects. And, you know, going into UWE, I was in, at the time it was called Pure and Applied Sciences. Um, I think no, called a different thing, that faculty. Um, and I was doing biology, physics, and math. And I wondered to myself, what am I going to do? A degree in biology. And quite frankly, as bad as it might sound, and no disrespect to any of the listeners out there who are teachers, I just didn't see myself finding anything outside of teaching, having a degree in biology or math or physics. Um, you know, I started looking around at other options. And um, that's when a friend of mine, another batchmate from Woolmers, was doing physiotherapy. And I said, well, what is that? And um, after he explained to me what physical therapy was all about, I said, but this sounds interesting. Um, I soon after decided to make a step and switch faculties, you know, into the medical sciences faculty where physiotherapy is and um, I mean as I said the rest is history (laughs) this is where I have been um, since you know I finished university long ago in 2005 I was a graduating class well that that is an inspiring story and I'm I'm sure you're reaping the benefits of that decision and we're happy that you made that choice because today I'm sure there are persons who can give a testimony of what they would have encountered going through your hands whether in the hospital space or through your practice your private practice i should say and we'll yes. get a bit but we want yes. to define purpose because here we look on purpose as a continuous journey and we say that at the end of that journey is death so wherever you are at any point in time in life if you're not living in purpose you're actually wasting your time and we want right. to share with us your perspective on purpose tell us what do you think what is that for you when we talk about purpose you know it it comes down to in my view how can i impact on the people around me number one persons who i don't know and i i always have a vision to help others be their best self and um through my profession as a physical therapist of course um, I have the great opportunity to touch people's lives and help them to be more active, get them back to, you know, doing all the functional things they used to do. Um, because physiotherapists, as we know, are, well, I don't know if everybody would know, we are considered movement experts. Um, so what I, I love about what I do, and I'm, I guess I'm one of the few out there who may actually enjoy their job and, and love what they do. You know, I think that is very important. Um, to be quite frank, what I find most fulfilling is when I have patients who come to my office or, you know, I have to work with, coming from a stage where they can hardly move, they can hardly walk, they're in severe pain, and I can help them to get over that and get back to their normal life. Um, I can tell you one of the most proud moments I've had is there was a patient I had who spent a few months, not weeks, months, in the intensive care unit. And after coming out of the intensive care unit and eventually going home, you can understand she was so weak. She was so, I would say, deconditioned. She couldn't even move her big toe. And after working with her, she could walk. I got her to get out of her apartment, go up and downstairs. She could walk to her gate. And months, months later, I was in the supermarket and somebody called out to me. And I looked at the person. I couldn't even recognize him. I realized it was the same lady. I mean, just to know that this person was coming from death's door, literally. And now booking them up in the supermarket, just shopping like you and I. Things that normal people take for granted, that people with disabilities really struggle to, to overcome and and for me having that 
interaction and that purpose, in my view, is what makes me, you know, a good member of society and someone who really can make a difference. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. And you share just know that there are things that we take for granted because when it comes to wellness, I just want you to define what wellness is and why is, well, in your role as a physiotherapist, you help persons to get back to their normal life. But we want right. some of the things that we can do before we even get to that stage. And of course, we understand that the situations may vary because of whatever reason. But what can we do in terms of wellness before we actually get to that stage? Because there are some things that I believe that we can do and you can share your professional opinion on that. Sure. So what we first need to establish is by definition, what is wellness? So when you talk about wellness by the, I guess, the World Health Organization's definition, it refers to a person's overall balance of their physical, social, spiritual, and emotional well-being. And it also encompasses their environment and their occupation. So wellness has to do with your well-being overall. Um, and, and I noticed it says there are certain key terms used in this definition where they say physical, spiritual, and emotional, right? So a person encompasses mind, body, and soul, right? And I, I truly believe that there must be some sort of equilibrium between all three. Um, so also when you talk about what is good, health, right? Health is really also a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being. And it's not just the absence of injury or deformity or infirmity. So when you talk about health, it not only speaks to your physical well-being as well. But as a physical therapist, of course, we mainly focus on your physical well-being. But because of how closely we have to work with people, you know, you get to talk to them. It's almost as if you and them become family or close friends. And a lot of times you also become like a counselor to them, trying to help them overcome, you know, difficulty in trying to get rid of their problem, whether it is a family issue or so on, you know, you, you become their counselor. Um, so it's important to have that interpersonal skill in what I do as well. Right? So that is really it. So that my purpose, as I say, and I think it is really good for someone to find a way to try and reach out to others around them and make a positive impact on their life. And I think I found that with what I'm doing. Luckily. Thank you for that definition. It really touched on all that I hope that you would have brought to the forefront because persons just look on one's physical well-being and like, okay, I feel good, I feel fine in my body, I am good. But we neglect the, the mind and it's important for us to understand and we would have discussed it in previous episodes that we form our sense of self by the things that are in our environment and especially in our yes. early development. So what we take into or what we sip into for the purpose of this show it's very important because once those seeds are sown then ultimately they can yield good fruits or bad fruits and that can impact our choices and how we move towards living a whole life and i took a little survey before it was done by some british researchers and they mm. noted some of the top five traits that would cover someone who is in a state of wellness and these traits are one, the person will exhibit happiness, healthy habits, stronger personal relationships, wealth, yeah. and health. Do you agree with this study, Doc? And what other insights can you share on this? I mean, honestly, your, your whole state of happiness is a decision, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not discounting the fact that there are persons out there who may be suffering from different mental health issues or even something like depression and so on. It's not that you can snap your fingers and get out of it and, or you can choose not to feel down or depressed. Mm -hmm. But I think um, one of those points, that you, as you said, happiness, you know, having healthy habits. Mm -hmm. And healthy habits, in my purview, um, speaks to also you know, getting in touch with 
physical activity and also healthy habitual things like how, what you eat because what you put in is what you get out right so of course you know if you're gonna be you know an, an alcoholic for example that's not necessarily you know a healthy habit to form uh, so you know you try to put in good things and good will come back out of you and i think overall those are true um, when you talk about being well having wealth um yes um it's just in you know we live in a capitalist society we live in a democratic society and i think it's important for people especially young people to remember that creating and growing wealth and so forth is not just by talking about it you have to be intentional you have to have a plan and set it out and execute it right and i can go into that a little more if you really want to share we're here for all the gems so please share because a, a lot um, of persons just dream but we don't have yes. the, the dream right so I, I i mean just to go back in time a little when i first started working i i did my first 10 years as a physiotherapist working at university hospital of the west indies ue hospital um in the physiotherapy department of course and quite frankly you know as a young man you're you're working your first job you know you're getting paid every month and to be honest every month all i was doing was going out buying food buying clothes and shoes and you know really and truly you can't be just working and not setting aside something for tomorrow and to be honest for the first three to four years i didn't save anything right i i had things but i didn't have any kind of nest egg that i was creating and it's until one day a friend of mine who studied economics sat me down and said Bromley what are you really doing with your money because you know you've reached a certain age now and you know I don't see you doing certain things you know what are you doing with your money and I, I really couldn't answer the question and um, I was really grateful for my friend um, Mr. Naja Daly that guided me in the way that showed me that I need to start doing some investments. I need to start saving or, you know, investing in different financial instruments which would help create and generate some growth in terms of my financial side. Um, and it's so funny that, I mean, when I, every month I decided, okay, I'm going to see if I can save $25,000 a month. And I was saving the 25, what's about 25, not too bad. Maybe I can save 50. So I started saving 50. I said 50 is nothing. Then I started saving 75. And, you know, I was working and working and trying to save more. And, you know, that, that feeling that I got when I got to my first, I would say, million dollars in, that I could see in my investment account. Like, honestly, I felt like, wow, I, did I really achieve that, you know? And I even, like, I even had a little party, you know, just by myself playing, um, Little Wayne, a milli, a milli, a milli, you know, that's all. <laughs> as silly as it sounds. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying that you have to be intentional and you have to set a target. And no matter what, stick to your target, right? And sometimes eating out two days less per month, you'd be surprised how much money you save doing that, you know? So that is it, really. That is true. And uh, you mentioned being intentional about it and setting clear goals, which evidently you have results to show. And I'm sure other persons, they would also concur with what you're saying in terms of having those goals and working on them. But just, just asking you, and you can share your thoughts on this. What do you think yeah. you can do even from maybe a tender age in our primary system? things that we can implement from an educational standpoint or societal standpoint that says, hey, if we do this, these are steps that you can work towards fulfilling your purpose or just achieving your goals in general. Do you believe that we're doing enough or additional stuff mm. that we can do in that area? 
Yes. So I think, you know, there has definitely been, I would say, a breakdown in society. And it starts from the young. And then, of course, that permeates as people go, go older. I believe that it is important to be more active in mentorship programs. And I believe we need a lot more mentorship programs in schools, um, especially in areas that are depressed or I would say of different economic, socioeconomic standpoints. Um, you know, it, it's important that we really reach out to the young people Show them that they, through your work, through your dedication, in, in a positive way, you can achieve what you want. Um, you know, and, and I think we need more, more of that. And we need more male figures in society to talk to children, um, to instill discipline, and ensure that you know, they are acting in a way that is a positive way so that the society can start to refresh itself and be what it wants was, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is something that I hope to the powers that be, if you're able to catch wind of this podcast, that you would, you know, definitely see what we can do as a society. And each one help one. We are our neighbors keepers. I know back then my grandmother would tell me that we had that type of societal, you know, connection back then. But yeah in a different space now but still we can help each other and social media is the platform where we can share information and of course see how best is that we can share positivity in this space as much as we possibly can for those who are watching because they are watching whether we know or not or whether yeah. we can that level of responsibility but we're looking at purpose and wellness so we spoke about society looking at how we can achieve our goals but doc as in the jamaican society do we really take wellness that serious or is it only when we we fall into problems that we run to someone like you <laughs> do we take that have that level of consciousness um based on patients that you would have encountered or scenarios that you would have encountered so okay you know what well jamaica has a very high incidence of what I call, what we know as non-communicable diseases. All of these things are preventable, right? And of course, I think an educated society will certainly be a healthier society. And the more healthy the society, of course, it will yield greater productivity and economic growth. Um, we have known that people are living a little longer now, right? Due to the advances in health and healthcare. But are they living quality? What is the quality of life? And a lot of persons are out there living and suffering in silence. I think here in Jamaica in particular, there is one very common thing I've heard people say to me. Boy, Doc, may they feel a little way, but may I watch it. Or, Lord, my pressure was high. May just have to watch it and see and I think Jamaicans suffer from what I call the watch it syndrome, right? We need to be more proactive when it comes to our health, especially men. Um, so I'm sure... Because I know they don't like to hear it. Say it again, especially who? <laughs> men. I'm sorry, guys. I have to tell you, we're under the bus. <laughs> but, boy, I tell you, nine out of ten times, patients come to our doors, they are women however when men come to us for physical therapy it is usually at a state where they are so far gone in terms of how severe their problem is that is when you are seeing them it's not when the problem is easily resolvable that they come they come when they do have a child so men let us be more proactive when it comes to health and you know get a checkup my man do your annual you know you have to do that, right? Um, and of course, you know, for the men who are approaching or over 40, you must start doing your prostate check and all that, okay? So, you know how we stay ready. We're not really who like hear that. However, guys, come on now. Grow up, do what you have to do. 
I'm that you're ahead of me because I definitely had this here. And I just want to ask you, seeing that we're here now, can you just share what are some of the signs? I mean, we have a lot of systems in the body, but what are some of the key areas that you could point out that whenever we see X, Y, and Z symptom here, it is a cause for concern? Okay, number one. Um, generally speaking, if you show any signs and symptoms of, you know, being diabetic, or if you notice that you're starting to feel lethargic, or you, you can hardly do the things you used to do. For example, you might start to take a little short walk and you feel out of breath and so forth. Then you know you need to start either one, exercising a little bit more, or two, also get do your, your you know, go see your, your, your practitioner, your medical practitioner and get checked out. Um, a lot of times we see the little signs. Um, of course, you know, as we age, there are certain changes that happen in our bodies. Um, and as a physical therapist, one of the main um, pathologies that I deal with has to do with neck pain and back pain. Um, now, as we age, you know, there, there are some shock absorbers in the spine that we call intervertebral discs. And as, as time goes by, the discs start to wear out. You start to get what we call stenosis. It's just a big word for narrowing. Then you can develop what we call a pinch nerve and sciatic pain in your back and all kinds of things, right? Um, now, sometimes we, as we go along, we're working, we're just focused on our hustle, we just focus on our day-to-day -day lives, you know, our family, our children and everything. And you forget to look about yourself. So I think looking out for yourself means getting a regular checkup regularly look about your oral and dental hygiene very important um and you know your physical as i said um looking out for certain signs checking your blood pressure every now and again your blood sugar levels little things like that you know um, and i'm talking about i'm not talking about somebody that's 21 i'm talking about persons you know you're past 30 going 35 40 45 a lot of us wait until it's kind of too late to start looking about certain things and checking ourselves out. Um, you look out for things like, you know, if you're having high frequency of urination or you're having difficulty passing stool, things like that you look out for. You're having frequent headaches and you don't know why. You feel like you want to black out. But, you know, little things like that, you know, everybody should know that are signs and symptoms of other nefarious pathologies that we can all, you know, minimize or mitigate. Awesome. Yeah. that we are taking all of those notes. So please be proactive when it comes to your health and stop calling these signs the little signs and we just leave them as little and then they turn out into big things and then we're in a whole world of trouble. But as sure. You mentioned earlier that wellness, it covers your our emotions, our spiritual well-being, physical well-being, or mental well-being. And now we're, well, not myself, but a lot of persons were celebrating this mad out culture. And to be honest, <laughs> I never know that we, we would come to this stage where we're singing. <laughs> no, it's because <laughs> that's something where we go to the mental, mental institution. But I just want you to share... Do you believe that, because music is a big part of our culture, so do you believe that music and other cultural factors really help to mold and shape the way that we view wellness as a society? I think that music, and let me, let me zero in on our local music here, um, generally speaking, is a reflection of societal norms. Um, I believe music is a very powerful tool it can actually change your mood, your mental state, and your outlook. So if it is that you're into punk rock, for example, you know, you're gonna be kinda charged and kinda hype up all the time. Um, for those of us who listen to more reggae music uh, and so forth, it's like you're kinda more of a mellow 
and calm person. Yeah. Um, and of course, dancehall just brings intertwined excitement and other elements to it that also exposes and highlights, you know, different social topics that are basically what makes Jamaican culture its own. Um, so yes, I believe that music can have an impact on how persons view life and how even you're supposed to comport yourself day to day, right? Yes, it is. It does have that impact for sure. Awesome. And you you shared, well, one story before, but if you're willing, you can share one or two more examples of situations that you would have encountered and you help those persons to really find your way back to life. We are interested in the story. So if you're willing to share any other story just to inspire someone who's out there. Right. Well, I mean, all right. So as a physical therapist, and right now I am one of the directors of Rehab Oasis. And, you know, we primarily focus on persons with any sort of musculoskeletal injury. And we deal with persons who have suffered from a stroke or many other types of issues and even respiratory care and so forth falls within the purview of physical therapy. And I can tell you a lot of patients come to us who basically were sent by their surgeon to say, here what? We wanted to do some pre-op care because this person is basically prepping for surgery. And we have several examples where persons who are having pain for many, many years, um, especially to do with neck and back problems, come to us. They have seen no other way out but to do surgery, which of course can be very costly here in Jamaica or anywhere in the world for that matter. And because we are primarily manual therapists, um, we basically assess and treat patients at the source of the problem, especially when you talk about injuries to the spine, when you talk about neck pain and back pain. Um, and through our methodology and through our treatment, we have actually gotten people to a place where, you know, they're feeling little to no pain and no longer require surgery. So it is an excellent option in um, trying to help someone get over chronic pain. I will talk about chronic pain. By definition, anything that is bothering you for three months or more is considered a chronic problem or a chronic pain issue. And the good thing, the thing about pain, and, and, and as you know, pain is basically an unpleasant emotional or physical experience. And it actually helps to tell you that something is wrong or something is potentially wrong. So actually pain is your body's alarm system that protects you from harming your body more, right? Um, and what we found is that persons who are having pain for so long have a hard time actually getting rid of it because the area that is injured or has been injured, the, the pain receptors in that area are very hypersensitive and sometimes even the slightest touch incites a big explosion of pain and sometimes we have to explain it and the good thing about forums like this is that we can help to educate people and they understand why they're having this problem for so long and why it's not going away um so the thing about it is that when when the pain is like that and it's very easily aggravated we now have to do things and use different modalities, whether it be physical hands-on treatments or actual machines and so forth to kind of help get rid of the sensitivity. And then after that, we can start to actually promote healing through those areas by getting into what I call, after we do the pain management side of the physio, then we get into the rehabilitation side. So what we find through manual therapy is that doing manual therapy techniques plus we get you into a program of exercises and stretches and so on that actually gives you a longer lasting relief from the pain and discomfort that you have and then you can basically get back to the things you want to do so whether it is that you like gardening or you like to go to the gym or you play a little football on the weekend we want to ensure that people can get back to the things they want to do 
And we tailor make our program based on your goals and what you need. You know? So a lot of times persons come and boy, they have a hard time even just driving to work because their back is in so much spasm and so forth. And we help them to get back to a place where they can comfortably just get back to their normal activities of daily living. And that's what physical therapy is about. And that is good. And doc, I want to note that doc says that he'll help you to get back to what you normally do. So please know that these are healthy habits, not too much that got you there in the first place. So we just want to. (laughs) All right. So doc, watching this podcast and I'm hearing the information that you're sharing, but I am not sure what the funding, how the funding aspect is set up in terms of health insurance and stuff like that. Maybe I have been experiencing something and I wish to reach out. Can you share with us a little bit on how persons could interact with you as it relates to that? Do they must have a, like health insurance or can they set up a payment plan? Just trying to help. Right. Okay, so at Rehab Oasis, we are set up, we, have, we are a provider with all major um, health insurance companies here in Jamaica, whether it be Guardian, Sagicor, or Canopy. Um, and yes, you can come and see us um, and you can swipe your health card and of course you pay the balance so just like when you go to the pharmacy or go see a doctor you can come to us and, and get physiotherapy consultations and treatment using your health insurance we also of course accept cash or you can swipe your credit or your debit card and so forth we make things kind of easy for everyone you know so yeah awesome um we're talking about how they can come to you for help and we're looking at still looking at purpose and wellness do you believe that persons who lead a purpose-driven life are they more likely to live a more holistic life in terms of wellness do you believe that of course yes i believe that wholeheartedly you know one of the things that when i when i treat patients who are advanced in age one of the things that keeps them going is having something to do or having something to look forward to so for example yesterday i had a lady um she's i would say almost 90 years old she still drives and you know she keeps going on and on about her great grandson who is about maybe six months old and boy she has to go there and help out with the baby and this and that and i'm saying you know, sometimes, no matter how old you are, it is good to have something to do. Um, some, some people out there, once they retire, they just sit back and relax, and they just fall into a life of being sedentary, and you find that they wither away faster. So you always need to have some sort of healthy habit, some sort of family interaction that I think will kind of help to keep you sane. And, you know, once you have, you know, like a... I guess you are seen as being useful. I think that is what really keeps us going. Um, you know, not just drive and purpose for the, 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 you know, for the hell of trying to get rich or get money, but you really want to be able to be out there, you know, interacting with persons, whether it be at church or otherwise. You know, whatever philanthropic institution. A lot of my friends are in the road track club. Um, you know, and Kiwanis and all that. You know, these are good organizations also that I believe can can definitely foster purpose in life as well. You know, um, and at, of course at Rehab Oasis, you know, one of our main, I would say, missions and visions is really to provide rehabilitative care to all, and we want to inform all our clients and patients about how we, we, we need them to promote their, their healthy lifestyles, establish and maintain, you know, good linkages with all their health practitioners and so on. And of course, in line with our vision too, we, we also want to be one of the most foremost providers of rehabilitation services because we have good qualified practitioners who are highly motivated and want you to be your best self. And as our tagline says, we are always improving lives with hands that care, you know, so that is really what we are about. Yes, Doc. 
And I just want to encourage persons who are out there, as Doc mentioned, it's important for us to have a community. And you mentioned something that is important, that when persons are not actively engaged, especially when they're when they are advancing age, then they may wither away a little bit um, quicker as opposed to persons who are actively involved. And so it's important for you to stay active now. Let's the, cultivate the habits now so that when we go older, we can age more gracefully and of course have that level of fitness and wellness that we need to progress in life. So Doc, I saw a little article and it says that you are a part of a sports team um, as their physiotherapist on that team and possibly you would have been engaged in many other teams <laughs> for different athletes and I saw some um, Instagram highlights. So I just want you to tell us because I'm of the opinion that the sports is physical as well as it is mental. And let's just say somebody for you saying both. Just take us to that process. If you're working with such, such a great athlete, before he goes on the field, what are you guys seeing in the background? Because we're always wondering what's going on in the training area. How do you prep him to be in that frame of mind if he goes out and if he suffered an injury on the track? When he comes off the track, how do you prepare the athletes to go back out or any other sport? How do you work through that process? We're curious. Tell us, please. Well, okay. So, first of all, I, you know, coming out of physical therapy school, I, I aligned myself with the the Sports Medicine Association of Jamaica um, and I used to work very closely with all the track events you know I tried to involve myself with other sports and teams and so forth and I've had the great opportunity to go abroad with different teams I, I remember the first time I went abroad with a, a national team was for the Carissa Games in 2009 where we went to St. Lucia and that was an experience. I was the only physiotherapist for 70 athletes. 70. I can tell you, I have never worked so hard in my life, right? Um, and I can tell you, we did very, very well at those games. I mean, it was almost like every race we, we ran, we won. Still, all of, after a while, I was so tired of us winning that I would celebrate if another team won a race. <laughs> Um, but you know, um, I, I have gone abroad. I've been so with with the CAC games, which is Central American and Caribbean games, um, which we, I went. I don't remember what year it was to Puerto Rico, where I had the opportunity to work with the, the national badminton team um, at the time, and we we really put up a good fight there. I worked with the national boxing team and a little bit with the swimmers. And those experiences really have helped to garner my interest in sport. Um, now, when you ask that question about what is in the mind of the athlete, how do we overcome injuries? I'll give you a story. I, I was working with, a, I don't know if you know of him, but his name is Kyle, Ren, Kyle Chin. So Kyle Chin is one of Jamaica's uh, MMA fighters. And he basically started down here in jamaica and he has been training and there was a fight coming up between himself and a canadian fighter and a few weeks before the fight he was in training grappling with a guy and he injured his shoulder really badly like he tore off a ligament in his shoulder he came to me in severe pain and said boy doc how you think you think i'll be able to fight in my mind, I'm saying, Rockstone, how <laughs> oh, this way I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, you can't even lift your arm. How are you going to go into a fight? I don't know if you know about MMA, but it is, to me, more, way more physical than boxing. Um, and it is definitely a contact sport, right? Um, and you know what I said to him? Yeah, man, you're a good man or yourself. So you have to understand psychology. You have to understand that when you're dealing with athletes, you have to be, be, be mindful of the things you say and how you share certain information to them because you don't want them to have doubts in their mind that they're going to win, right? And the primary purpose of competing is not just to compete. You want to win, you know? So you have to let them know, hey, no worries, everything is okay. I called 
one of my orthopedic surgeon friends, I said, boy, doctor called um, Orville Samuel. I'm going to send somebody to you and he's a fighter. And I don't know what you think, but try help him out if you can. So he went to Dr. Samuel. Dr. Samuel did something for his shoulder, um, did some treatment. He came back, did a few sessions of physical therapy. He went into the fight. I was there ringside fretting because this guy was, you know, talking tough on the internet saying, boy, I'm going to defeat him, I'm going to mash him up, you know, and people were calling me, asking me, yo, how is Kyle? I'm looking, and I have to be saying, everything cool, man, everything good. Knowing fully well in the back of my mind, boy, everything is not good. It's really a tough up. His opponent had no clue that he had an injury. He went into that fight fully confident with a strategy. And you know what? After a number of rounds of fighting, he won the match. He won the fight. And I can tell you, that was one of my proudest moments as a physiotherapist in the sporting field, like working with athletes. Um, you know, and I can't, boy, it was something else, you know. Um, so in the mind of the athlete, you have something called fear of return to sport. You have to understand, and, and there's something, there's a whole profession called sports psychology. Just like how you have a clinical psychologist, you have sports psychologist. I'm not altogether certain if we have anyone locally who is a sports psychologist, but we were taught, when I was doing my doctor of physical therapy in Nova, Southeastern, um, we did a course in sports rehabilitation, and part of the program dove into sports psychology and and you know fear of return to sport how do you prepare an athlete to compete again after suffering an injury you know um and it is it was really eye-opening um and when i came back to jamaica of course i i definitely started to impart some of that knowledge into anyone that i came into contact with kyle included you know so <laughs> that's just one of those amazing story well great job doc and of course <laughs> this is a platform we are encouraging persons so doc is here he has the expertise if you need the help please we will have his information here as you know on the podcast so please do not hesitate to reach out if you need the assistance so doc we know that life for want of a better terminology life is always life in and things are moving ahead of us, around us, uh, all about us, and we want to, many of us, we struggle to create that balance. What are some practical steps that we can do to center ourselves? Because you mentioned earlier that we take care of everyone else, but sometimes we don't really take the time to stop and take, you know, introspection of ourselves. How, how do we create that balance? And why is it important for us to do that, especially when it comes to our wellness? All right. So, in life, you have to split yourself into compartments, right? Of course, you have your work life, yes? And for those of us who are married or have a family, have your family life. You have your hobbies. And, you know, you have to have time for yourself. Um, a healthy way to look at it is to have that balance between your work life and your social life. You know, and though a lot of us get caught up, I, I mean, I, I don't yet have any children, which I hope to change that soon, <laughs> right? Um, but I know that for my friends out there who have kids, boy, they really struggle to find time for themselves. And some of them look very, I would say, bewildered, and they look tired. Um, and I know it's hard, but it's possible. You need to section off a little time for you. Um, you know, you, you can't just be working all day all night. You know, you have to lock off sometimes. Um, you, you, you have to find that balance and strike the balance where possible. Um, for myself, you know, I, as you see, my bike's behind me here. I do a lot of cycling. And in particular, I do a lot of mountain biking. I don't really ride on the road because I find it quite dangerous. I ride off-road on trails. So where I ride would be like 
where a farmer would walk from one district to another through the hills. And for me, that is very therapeutic. You're up there where the air is crisp and fresh. You could be riding through, you see a mango tree, you see, you know, rose apples and all kind of things. They just stop and eat and, you know, you become one with nature. And for me, that is my therapy. So as I say, you really have to find something that you find fun for you. You know, whatever it is, you just have to do that. So, so Doc, you mentioned becoming one with nature. But for some of us, <laughs> we're not as athletic. <laughs> uh, what are some stuff that we can do just around the house? Uh, some simple exercises that we can do just to get us up and moving or other activities that we can do to create that space for ourselves. Okay. So the first thing, I mean, we know that the pandemic has come and gone a lot of us were working from home and some people were still in office etc a healthy habit is to remember that in order to prevent certain musculoskeletal problems our bodies work well with movement we weren't designed to sit down all day and lay down all day right that is more detrimental or harmful, more harmful than good. Um, so what I recommend is every half an hour, every hour you get up and move around. So if you work in an office environment, try and get up, go get some water, go use the bathroom, something. As best as you can, if you can stand up, move around. Um, if you can get into some sort of exercise program, that would be excellent. If it's even just to walk a few laps around Emancipation Park or around the community, you know, you know, get a, a group of your friends or family to walk with you and you talk. And that sort of interaction also can be very therapeutic for you. Um, for me personally, and at Rehab Oasis, we offer Pilates. So Pilates is basically a specialized exercise program and a lot of people compare it to yoga. It focuses a lot on breathing, core and back strengthening exercises and it, it can work all the muscles of your body it can help to flatten your stomach and all of that right um so we find that i find that as i'm actually a certified mat pilates instructor and i find that just teaching the class it's actually therapeutic for me too because when i now go to the gym certain muscles are already engaged and activated so I am less likely to incur injuries. But long and short of the story is, it is extremely important to just find something physically active to do. If you used to play a little football, and boy, it's been a few years, find a club, you know, you have football factory, you have Duns, you have Liberty, all, you have various places you can go to, to play a little football. If you play tennis, table tennis, I know down at Emancipation Park, there are two, um, table tennis um, areas, you can buy two rackets and go down there with whoever and you just play a little match every now and again and the little things add up, right? You don't have to go join a 5k every weekend. I mean, that might be a bit, bit much, <laughs> you know, for somebody who hasn't really been out there doing a lot. But when you see the opportunity and someone invites you to do something outdoors, take it, go, don't be lazy, you know, go on and do it, man. All right, people, so we need to get active. But Doc, just picking your brain, in the working environment, some cultures, work cultures, they facilitate maybe a gym or they encourage exercises. For persons who may not have that, what would, what would be your recommendation to managers who, their workers, it's a lot of sitting, they have to be in office. Is there anything that they could implement in the workspace to just help maybe like a half an hour break or I don't know, exercise or <laughs> what could they do to just keep their employees engaged and fit in the process in promoting health and wellness because that should be a part of their core values. So what I've observed over the past few years is that some of the more successful companies here in Jamaica actually have a wellness week <laughs> or a wellness day for staff. And while they have this wellness week or wellness day um, activity, they invite different persons to come and do, you know, educational talks. So 
I have had the opportunity to work with a few companies well, where they invite me to come and teach them about physical health and wellness and what they can do to be, you know, I, I guess healthier because a more healthy workforce is a more efficient workforce. And so if everybody is picky picky in the office and they are calling in every week, then how does the work get done? You have to remember that if you invest in your staff, the staff will put out more for you. You can't just say, boy, I'm all for profit and I don't care about the workers, right? Um, you know, another thing, I mean, once you I don't know, not everybody's company is set up the same way, but it is good to have a health plan for your staff. It's good to have a pension plan for your staff. Those little things go a long way because they can take care of their you know, doctor bills, they can, it, it offsets the cost out of pocket to even come and see me at the physical therapy clinic at Rehab Oasis. Um, you know, so things like that are important. But to go a little deeper into that now, as I said, if it is that you can facilitate a trainer, so some companies actually hire a personal trainer to come to the office maybe two or three days a week in the afternoon and they have like a one hour exercise or aerobic session. Little things like that can really, really boost morale and unity within this workforce. And you'll find that they will put up more for you. At Rehab Oasis, we even offer um, programs for staff for different companies. If you want to send a few of your staff members to come and join the Pilates class, or you can invite us to come and teach a class at your location, we will even do that for you. So things like that, I think, would be really worthwhile. And it doesn't have to be that expensive, right? It can be quite economical in the long run. Well, we have a lot of information. We looked on being proactive as, as it relates to our health. We looked on wellness, being driven. We heard the wonderful stories that Doc shared about his personal experiences, as well as being in sport. and. We just want to hear from you, Doc, your final thoughts on purpose and wellness. These are your parting words for someone who may be catching this broadcast at a later stage, but you just want to leave some words of encouragement with them as it relates to purpose and wellness or any aspect of our conversation this morning. Please feel right. free them. All right. So my my just to summarize all that we discussed this morning um just want to say find something out there in life that you know you where you can make a positive impact if you can find a few young people in your community who you can help to mentor guide them in the right way um and especially our men men are needed in society to promote i would say positive as positive role models. Um, too often we find that there's a lacking of that, not only here in Jamaica, but worldwide. Um, also, people, remember, you have one body, right? As the Bible says, the body is your temple. If you don't keep your temple in order, it cannot be sustained. It will soon fall and crumble. Um, so always remember that your health is number one priority right if you have friends or relatives who you're hanging with and they are not living in a way that is healthy talk to them if you have friends and family who you see are down or you know you might think suffering from depression just try to be uh, uh you know an open ear that they can talk to and that, you know a shoulder on which they can lean upon and always remember that keeping up with some sort of physical activity is good because exercise and physical activity actually has a great impact on how all your systems operate. It actually helps boost your morale. It boosts, you know, having a positive outlook and happiness. So a healthier you is a happier you. Why not seek happiness, you know? And the, the little effort it takes sometimes just to take a walk or just to be more intentional about getting active it saves you a lot of headache in the long run the money you invest in healthy lifestyle habits you can either spend it at the gym 
or you can spend it with the doctor down the road. You choose, right? So that is really it. <laughs> That is a great one. So we can either choose choose or investment. So we're ending again with investment. We can invest in our health or we can invest, we can invest in the recovery. Uh, Dr. Nicholas Bromley, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Doc, for the wonderful insights that you shared. And I yeah. know that this information will definitely help someone because this is the reason why we do what we do. And I am so grateful that you're also in the, the process of you know nation building purpose driven and uh, this is something that we need and i trust that and this will encourage other even other persons to share within the space as well as to do stuff in their own space to promote purpose thank you so much everyone for joining us this was another soul story if you are out there and you wish to partner with us here on the sold into purpose podcast or perhaps you have goods and services that you wish to advertise, please feel free to contact us at soulintopurpose at gmail.com. That is S-O-U-L-E-D interpurpose at gmail.com or give us a call at 876-427-7067. Guess what? You can catch this information in our description or just simply look below on your screen. If you are out there and you wish to share a very compelling story, that will bless the nations guess what please feel free to send us your information right here on the soul into purpose podcast at soul into purpose at gmail.com that is s-o-u-l-e-d into purpose at gmail.com or give us a call at 876-427-7067 we are here to share your story with you i'm your host akila thompson Thank you so much to all of our partners. Thank you so much to all of our guests for being with us. And of course, bye.